Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. All right, we got a mock going today. Should be a little bit of fun. Maybe more. Maybe a lot of bit of fun. I think it's starting up in about two and a half minutes or so, so this gives me an opportunity to greet everyone. Welcome. Welcome. Hope you guys had a chance to check out our show from earlier today on the revamped Yahoo pre-rank list. I'm close to starting to do a couple of little public prize league drafts. I like to try to do it after Yahoo redoes their board, give it like a day or two to settle, see what everybody's doing, and then start to do some drafts. The problem is that the Roto ones don't always fill up, so you can't do like three or four in the last couple of days in those public prize leagues because you might just get screwed out of half of them if they don't fill up. And if you go above 50 bucks, they almost never fill up. But that's not me complaining. I like doing those public prize leaks. They're fun for me. Uh, it's a, kind of an opportunity to mess around a little bit, try some things that I might not do in a higher stakes deal, and so on and so forth. Um, let's see, what do we got here? Draft board is loading in the background. I decided to go out of the seven pick in this one, and I've been slotting myself in early, and then... Uh, posting the link on Twitter. And uh, that hopefully allows people to kind of fill in around my team. But uh, let's hope everybody actually shows up. That's the the last piece of the puzzle on this one. We will... Hey, uh, find me on Twitter, by the way. I've been yelling at everybody to do that here lately. At Dan Bespris, D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. If anybody's finding this show for the first time, either on YouTube or on traditional podcast channels. Again, that is at Dan Bespris, D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. And I think we can probably... Can we dive into this thing now? A minute 45 before the draft gets started. That's okay. I don't have a whole lot else to to promo at the beginning. I did a lot of promo in our earlier show from uh, from this morning. And come on, are you serious? We got three autos? You can't be dropping into my draft from Twitter and then not actually showing up. Let's see what happens. Hopefully they'll hopefully they'll trickle in here over the next buck 24 or so or I'm going to be annoyed. I'm going to be livid. Come on people, this is whack. So lame. I would have just done a sooner one if I knew that it was like the whole point of putting the the link on Twitter is so that everybody that joins is actually going to be there and they didn't do it. I might as well just drop into a regular one and not wait the eight minutes. Duty is what I say to that. Well, anyway, we'll see how this thing goes. Um, you guys know the distance of the mock we travel. One of them just joined up here with a minute to go, so at least we're down to two. The distance of the mock uh, that we travel is is related directly to how many teams are alive and how many are, are uh, um, auto-drafting. So with two teams auto-drafting, we'll probably go about 75 picks deep. And then maybe we'll talk a little bit about what to do um, on the back end of the draft after that. So that's how we'll play this one, I think. Um, What do we got here? Uh, Yeah, all right. So seven pick, we'll probably have a choice between someone like Tatum uh, and Steph Curry. Those are the guys that tend to be... Actually, might not even have a choice. Might just be sort of granted to us because we're probably not going to go any farther than that. 
Nice thing about having an auto draft in the first slot is that Nikola Jokic is going the same spot either way. Joel Embiid goes two. I can throw the draft board up here because this uh, early part is is so easy to predict. Halliburton, Luka, Shea. And so this will be either Tatum or Steph. And whichever one doesn't go here is the one I'll take. Steph goes, so that means I got Tatum. So it's a Tatum build, ladies and gentlemen. Tatum build, ladies and gentlemen. Meaning we got a nice strong start in points, threes, rebounds, um, steals and blocks are average, slightly above average. Assists are slightly above average. Good free throws, not great field goal. Turnovers are kind of meh. Tatum, solid performer. Nothing that is an overwhelming hyper elite number. Points is kind of the closest to that, but uh, quite good in four things and then decent in three others. So if we're going to play this thing out as the head-to-head draft that it is, thoughts on the second round once we get there are, who? well, we're going to draft who we like in that spot. Here's the draft board as Giannis and Dame go after Tatum. We're going to draft who we like. Anthony Davis goes 10th. After that second pick, we can kind of assess what our strengths and weaknesses are and if it's time to either lean into or out of the uh, the slide, to use a driving in snow reference, are we going to turn into the skid or are we going to send the car spinning down the mock draft highway here? We'll find out soon enough. Hope you guys have been enjoying the absurdly large number of content pieces we've been putting out this year. I've just been trying to churn out fantasy draft stuff. What's going to be really fun, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to re- recapping some of my real drafts because those will not be happening in real time like these mock drafts are. These are kind of fun because they're in real time. You get to see me flail. LeBron goes 12? Good Lord. Kevin Durant after 11. We got a we got a madman in the turn slot here. Devin Booker goes 13. Um, Kyrie's still on the board. Don't think he makes it back to me at, at uh, 17. Very surprised if that happened. He's the top name, so someone's going to take him. There goes LaMelo at 14, who made it a lot farther than one would have expected. Uh, it's looking more and more like, I mean, assuming Kyrie, Sabonis, Anthony Edwards, Trey Young, these are guys that are probably going to go here. I, I'll probably be able to get Donovan Mitchell if I wanted to. Um, if he goes, that means one of these four guys in front of him is probably on the board. I don't really want Trey Young. He would cover assists with Tatum and boost free throw. And then I'm really starting to look down the barrel of a bad field goal shooting team. Um, folks picture this nightmare scenario. You're hosting friends for the big game. It's neck and neck in the fourth quarter. And suddenly you realize you're out of drinks. Boo. Say all of your friends, you start to sweat. Your friends turn on you. You're forced to go on a last-second drink run and end up missing the game-winning touchdown while in line. Oh, no. Terrifying, isn't it? Luckily, you can avoid the drama with Drizzly, the go-to app for drink delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered right to your watch party. Compare prices across multiple stores in your area, find the best deals on game day drinks, and get back to armchair quarterbacking from, you guessed it, 
your armchair. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Must be 21 plus, not available in all locations. And there goes Trey Young at 16 after Anthony Edwards at 15. So it's looking like I may have a choice between Kyrie, Sabonis, Donovan, Mitchell. One of those guys is probably going to be gone here, but the other two are going to be there. So I'm in really good shape at this point, and I don't know that I love any of them over anybody else. If I went to Monis Sabonis, you start to think about maybe a punt blocks build because you've got a big man taken care of, and you've sort of really pushed forward in a lot of stuff. So there goes Kyrie. He almost made it back to me. Donovan Mitchell, uh, now you're again looking at issues with blocks, issues with field goal percent. I'd probably go Sabonis here. Um, because he sets himself up for a number of very interesting team builds and also, like Jason Tatum, is extremely durable. So my first two picks are very safe. They're going to take the court a lot. Donovan Mitchell goes right behind Sabonis. No surprise there. Then Mikael Bridges at 20, also very safe play. Probably doesn't make the most sense alongside Tatum, um, but, you know, I don't, I don't hate it. Not my favorite play, those two to start, as JJJ goes 21. And I'll throw the draft board back up there. Cat goes 22 right on his new pre-rank. And the last two picks of the second round are coming up here in a moment. But I'll say this, after my first two picks, uh, points could use a little bit of a, of a juice again now that Sabonis brought them back from very good to just sort of fine. Um, threes also came back down towards fine. Rebounds are very good. Assists are solid now. Not spectacular, but solid. Uh, steals are fine, but not great. Blocks are still relatively low. Field goal percent comes back up into the good department. Free throw comes back down to the kind of fine department. My team is extraordinarily well balanced at the moment. Uh, really only weak in blocks, but uh, decent to very good in uh, turnovers. So maybe the exception there, but decent enough, ranging from decent to excellent in the other seven. I would say. So now you start to lay on the accelerator. Somebody's coming back to me, and we're going to do something with it. Uh, the next picks, by the way, after Cat, Bam goes 23, Bain 24, Kawhi 25, Jimmy Butler 26, Cade Cunningham 27. Three more picks before mine. You guys know I don't like Pascal Siakam. Uh, punt blocks big. A punt blocks big is fine there, actually. He's, he's reasonable. If Harden's still around, that's probably the direction I go as uh, Jalen Brown goes 28 and then Freddie Van Vliet goes 29. This dude's probably going to take Harden, so I'm going to have to have a backup plan, and that backup plan is likely DeJounte Murray. But maybe this dude freaks out. Yeah, freaks out, takes Victor Weminyama. So I'm going to get a Harden at 31. Um, and now my team really starts to take a little bit of an identity. Very strong in assists, very strong suddenly again in free throw, despite Demonis Sabonis, very good in rebounds. Good in threes. Um, can Sabonis cover Harden and Tatum in field goal percent? By himself, probably not. Tatum's not a big negative. Sabonis by himself gets you to about average in field goal percent. Uh, but Harden and Tatum together can very much lift this team up and over whatever Sabonis would do. That's a negative in free throw. So still good there. Turnovers are bad. We'll put that on the bad column. Uh, blocks are not very good, but we could we could still reassess those later. Rebounds are solid. Rebounds are very solid. Scoring is kind of okay. Threes are still kind of, like, good. Um, assists are excellent. Steals are very good again now with Harden. 
Um, so I have a lot of directions that we can go at this point. And honestly, I just felt like I kind of had to do it because Harden at 31 is is sweet. Markinen, 32, Siakam, Paul George, DeJounte Murray, and Tyler Hero. Someone's drafting like this is, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Brandon Ingram goes 37, Jalen Brunson, 38, Evan Mobley, 39. Uh, a lot of choices here. But it jumps right to me. Christoph Porzingis goes 40, then Miles Turner 41. Uh, 42, uh, you know, I like Darren Fox here. I like Darius Garland here. I'm not a big Drew Holiday guy this season. Garland would really solidify more of a guard-heavy build. Fox, I'm really, like, I continue to be decent in a lot of stuff is kind of the Darren Fox decision here. Or DeMar DeRozan is a possibility. Uh, oh, better get Fox on the queue. Okay, good. I snuck him in there before the time ran out. So now my free throws go f- go great, not great, great, not great. So that comes back down to the midpoint. Field goal percent hangs in there pretty well. I get another kick in scoring, so that's nice. Threes are now good again. Assists are very good. Steals are very good. This is probably a punt blocks team at this point. Maybe a punt turnover team as well, depending on how the next couple of rounds go. Uh, so whatever I'm looking for here with my big men the rest of the way, I'm probably not going to be looking for a big man who blocks shots. So those guys are out. No reason to sacrifice our big advantage in a few things. I do want a big man who has good field goal percent as DeAndre Ayton slides off the board, right? As I'm saying that Scotty Barnes went 43, Holiday went 44, Ayton, and then Jalen Williams were the uh, 45 and 46 picks. So someone like a Jared Allen would make sense as the next big man because he doesn't block a ton of shots. Uh, You could go a different route and wait on your big and do something like, oh, I don't know, Wendell Carter Jr. a little deeper into this thing. Um, Jalen Duran is more rebounds than than blocked shots as well. It's funny to me that Yahoo didn't slot Demonis Sabonis in as a center. That's absurd. Um Zach Levine, 47, Darius Garland, 48, Jamal Murray, 49, and Bradley Beal goes 50. But before I get too far ahead of myself, I, like simple fact is I'm not taking a big man in this next spot. I'm just going to take a guy that I think is in great shape. By the way, Vooch would be a very interesting big man at 55. I don't hate it. Don't need blocks. Love the rebounds. Percentage Percentages will be solid. Continue to build and assists. He actually does hit some three-pointers. Makes a ton of sense here as the a non-shot-blocking big. And now I'm at that point, I'm basically good with centers. And if I'm really going to lean into this kind of punt blocks deal, then you will kind of want to take care of the guys that fit that. So we'll go Vooch at 55. He's another guy who's going to play a lot of ball games. I have a pretty safe team right now. Um, could probably use some more points. Let's see. What do we what do we if we're not worried about blocks? What are we looking at for um, what do we need to shore up? So let's shore up points. Um, threes are in okay shape, but we can do points, threes. Boards are very well locked in. I don't think I need to worry about those. Assists are solid with Fox and Harden and Sabonis, so those are pretty good. So right now, points, threes, maybe you say steals is probably your next one. Points, threes, and steals. And at some point, we'll probably want another field goal percent guy down the line. Wendell Carter Jr. would be that possible third center. But points, threes, and steals is probably what we're looking at in this next round. If somebody in that 
neighborhood is available. Otherwise, you don't want to force it. Um, read off a couple of names here. After I made my Vooch pick, uh, before that, by the way, after Beal was Claxton, Jared Allen, DeMar DeRozan, OG Ananobi went in front of Vooch, and then Jordan Poole, Chet Holmgren, Tyrese Maxey would have been a nice one for me to get. Josh Giddy and Clint Capella. Julius Randle starts up the sixth round. We're not going to go too much deeper because we are now up to three auto picks, and it's uh, the board's starting to get um, whacked out because dudes that should have been taken are not, and dudes that shouldn't have been taken are. Um, but honestly, at this point, you're looking at a Cam Johnson fits the bill for, for threes and steals and some points. Probably doesn't fully take care of that. Anthony Simons would hit threes and points, but not as many steals. Simons, of course, puts us in a tougher spot because then we're going to need to cover the field goal percent a little bit more. Uh, Jeremy Grant gets you points and threes and some steals. So he's a possibility here. Do I think he gets back at 79 is the question? Is there anyone that I would go in front of here? Um, I mean, Devin Vassell is a possibility. He's got some interesting upside. We'll go Simons because I think he's going to score a whole lot, and I feel like points is a weak spot. I've now created a little bit of a weakness at field goal percent. So... Now I have the decision of do I kind of lean into that and say, look, I've got six very strong categories. Points, threes, rebounds, or points, threes, rebounds, assists, steals, free throw percent are all in very good shape because Sabonis is really kind of the bad one. And then Fox was like kind of average. I could, uh, I guess we could use a few more steals, but then you start to think through, okay, do I bother going for the field goal percent stuff anymore? Is that worth it? Do I just leave it at kind of a 50-50 category right now? That might be the play. Not worry about... If it's Roto, you're trying to shore that up. That's a different monster. Head-to-head, -head, uh, you don't have to. You can just call it a 50-51, lose it some of the time, win it some of the time, and focus more on the other six, and that puts you in pretty good shape. Um, Vassell went right after me, by the way. Then Zion, Boncaro, and Clay Thompson. So Vassell was the other one I was thinking about. Tobias Harris, Rudy Gobert, Chris Paul off the board. Um, no, in Jeremy Grant is still a very interesting player for me at this juncture, and you continue to kind of lead into the issues at field goal percent. Tyus Jones would be an assists bump, but I feel like we need scoring more than that, even though we like the steals. Um... Marcus Smart and Jabari Smith Jr. are off the board, but Tyus is certainly a possibility there. Uh, not really looking at Chris Middleton this year. C.J. McCollum, not that great of a foul shooter anymore, but will score a bit. Kuzma's too much of an issue with the percentages, but, you know, again, if you're looking for points, there's a guy that can go get them for you. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. and Brooke Lopez off the board. I don't think I need to venture this far down the table yet. And frankly, I don't think I'm going to bother because, again, we're at three autos, so it, the life is getting a little bit too easy for us now and that there's, like, too many guys that should be gone that aren't gone yet because weirdos from the top of the board get scooped at the wrong time. But Tyus Jones goes, so we'll just go Jeremy Grant here, and then I'll throw on auto the rest of the way because, um, n like, I know you guys want to see who I'm looking at late, but... The fact is, I'll probably be able to get almost all of them when there's three or four teams auto-drafting. It's just not accurate enough once you get past pick 75.
spilled some water on my leg. Uh, but for those that are here, for those that are hanging out to this point, you guys probably do want to know what I'm looking at going forward at this spot. Um, and I'll just tell you who I like on the board right now. I like Pirtle as a value. Um, I think Fultz is interesting at 84, not a massive value there anymore. Um, Buddy Heald is worth a shot, I think, at 90, as is Andrew Wiggins. Uh, Mitchell Robinson at 97, Austin Reeves at 98, Nurk at 99, John Collins at 100. I like all of those guys. Gafford at 102 is interesting. Zach Collins at 104, Okongwu at 106, Melton at 110. Um, I kind of like Josh Hart. I'm a little worried about what Dante DiVincenzo is going to do there, but he's not completely dead to rights. Sexton, if you're just points hunting, but not a great fantasy stat set. Gary Trent Jr. is, again, kind of a dice roll, but at pick 120, like, you can roll the dice a little. Brogdon, Bruce Brown, those guys are probably worth flyers. Al Horford is worth a shot in Roto Leagues. You know he's going to get a bunch of nights off this year, but it seems like the Celtics might want to roll with he and Porzingis as a sort of tandem bigs that can move around and guard the rim and the perimeter a little bit, but, you know, we'll see how that goes. I still don't have faith that Patrick Williams is about to burst out. Uh, Osar Thompson is interesting in Detroit. I think he's going to have some severe percentages issues, so not that high on him at the beginning of the year. Keegan Murray at 133 is um, weird. I mean, he beat that last season, and I was down on Keegan as a like a full-season value because I didn't think his per-game numbers were going to be good enough to warrant where he was getting drafted, and that turned out to be quite accurate. But he was 116 last year, and you got to figure he's going to get a little bit better season over season. So um, Keegan Murray at 133 is interesting. KCP will be a plotter type, but not totally dead at 135. Um, Gordon Hayward, probably worth a last-round flyer, more so in Roto uh, basketball. Paul, Ben Simmons, these guys are also interesting in kind of this later chunk of players. Christian Wood probably flames out, but he's got kind of a, a shot in the dark of doing something. Sorry. Uh, no, I said what I meant to say. Um, Kelly Olynyk has a small leg to stand on. And then, you know, we saw Chris Dunn do some good stuff in the preseason. Jonathan Isaac is way, way, way down the board. And, and you know, you got your various names mixed in in between there. But, you know, at that point, you're kind of hunting upside anyway. Let's do a few questions. I'll throw the uh, draft board up on the screen, so if anybody wants to see uh, what's been going on there. Can I make it bigger is the question. I don't believe I can right now. Not until it's over, I think. Well, I guess I could shrink that. That helped a little, right? Anywho, Cresto says, great hat. Yeah, I'm wearing my Dodgers hat. They need our luck tonight, man. That was a bad first one. Yeesh. Will you do eight next? Like an eight-teamer? Probably not. I don't like eight-teamers. There's, like, the strategy is exclusively trying to make two-for-one trades to get second and first rounders. I like leagues that play a little bit deeper. Like 12, but play a little deeper. What's your ideal first round look like one through 12? Oof. Um... I go Jokic. And actually, you know, interestingly, I probably go same top three as this one because I'm not a big Luka guy. Because um, typically I don't like punting free throws. I tend to kind of gravitate towards guys that can shoot foul shots. Uh, so Jokic, Embiid, Halliburton, Shea. Uh, I guess you could go Luka ahead of Tatum and Steph. 
and just build around it. But Tatum before Steph for me because of the games played thing. And then I'd go Dame. I'm not doing the Giannis thing because, again, the free throw stuff is just horrifying. But I'd go Dame, probably Kevin Durant at that point, um, LaMelo Ball, and then maybe Giannis towards the end of it. I might have gone a player short that I've, I've lost track of how many names I was counting. I've seen Steph fall to eight. Do you think he holds more value than KD, AD, and Dame there? Um, yes, I'll go Steph. I think his per game is typically top five, top six, like Kevin Durant, like Anthony Davis, and I just I hope that he stays a little bit more upright, although it kind of remains to be seen. He's, he's being treated as way more durable than those two guys, but I don't necessarily know that he is. Um, yeah, I'd probably go Steph... Over Kevin, over Anthony. I just, I'm so afraid of Anthony Davis, which is not fair. Because, like, either way, you're you're just praying. I probably should have put Dame in there. I, I probably go Dame over Kevin Durant and Anthony Davis because I, I, I'm thinking he plays through the season in Milwaukee this year. But either no matter what you do here, you're just praying somebody stays upright. Neil says, I'm in a Roto League with 100 game cap. Holy crap. That's enormous. Well, you have 180 extra games to deal with if you got 10 starting slots. Holy smokes, Arena. Um, I hope that your the bench is deeper, Neil, that you've got like a four or five player bench because you're going to be starting 12 to 13 guys in the modern NBA to get to that games cap like all the time. You treat it like a head-to-head league almost. There's almost it's almost like there's no games cap. Like You just go. You're going to have to stream likely to keep up. Anybody that actually gets to the 100 at each slot has a good shot to win because I'm doubting most teams do. Renzi, I'm the one at pick 10. Thoughts on my mock team? <laughs> well, that hasn't happened in a bit. Um, Anthony Davis at 10, I probably... Um, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'd probably go LaMelo Ball or Kevin Durant over AD, but I got no problem with that. Then you go Anthony Edwards in the second round, much safer play. Your free throw percent looks like Dookie but you've got pretty good scoring. You've got great defensive stats after those two rounds. Rebounds are solid. Assists are low. Um, threes are fine but unspectacular. Paul George late third is uh, scary for me, and now you've got two scaries and one safe guy. So that to me is probably a little bit too frightening. I probably would have gone to Jonte Murray there because he was still available, and that won't always be the case at this juncture, but he happened to be in this one. Um, and that gives you someone who's a little bit more durable and covers up uh, some of the issues of those guys. Although, again, you're kind of leaning into the steals. You get a few more assists. Scoring remains pretty good. Mobley early fourth I like. Maxi late fifth I like. Kessler early sixth. These are all good values. Mark Williams late seventh is maybe a little early for my taste on him. I just I think things could get a little goofy in Charlotte, but he could also beat this. Um, Wiggins in the eighth solid. Okongwu in the ninth solid. Bruce Brown in the tenth solid. All that stuff is good, Renzi. I just... I think the only thing I would do differently here is take a much smaller risk in the third round. Once you've got Anthony Davis, you've got to go risk-free for about the next three or four selections because you need to have guys that can pick up the slack if and when he goes down. Above the rim clarifies, oh, what do you do at pick eight? So basically, if Steph and Tatum are gone, I'm probably going Dame at pick eight. And Neil clarifies it's four bench slots in that 100 games cap league. That's nuts, man. You're going to be starting 13 or 14 guys. Good luck. I'll post some of these results on Twitter so you guys can get a look at them over there as well. Um, 
yeah, I think that's probably that's probably about it for this one. We'll keep this a brief mock. We had three autos, so I don't want to push it too far. Um, thanks for checking in, everybody. We'll do another one hopefully tomorrow, time-dependent. This one could have gone better, I guess, based on just how many teams were there. But you guys got another look at, at sort of how to build it out when you're looking at strengths, weaknesses, and just grabbing players you like. That's such a big part of it. Tatum, Sabonis, Harden, Fox, Vooch, Simons. Like, my, my top five picks are all basically, with the exception of Harden, we'll see where he ends up, but the top five there are guys that just take the court. My team's going to be in great shape because those guys take the court. Big advantage going durable in a head-to-head -head league. I'll do some Roto stuff soon, too, as well. Um, we veered away from it for a bit. We talk a lot about Roto, I mean, almost all the time, but here kind of in the ramp-up. A lot of people are playing head-to-head, -head, um, so most of the mocks we do live are head-to-head -head ones, but uh, fear not. You know everything I talk about has a Roto bent to it in the end. Like, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. See me over on social media, at Dan Bespris. I'm going to yell at you again until you do it. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed that mock. We'll see you next time. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.